I'm Kylie, founder of Akanel Expeditions, the best adventure travel company that you've never heard of. This is a 35,000 feet podcast where we interview interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. From the next big CEO to coaches of your favorite teams to everyone in between, we've got stories to tell. Let's jump in. Hi guys, welcome back to our podcast, 35,000 feet. I'm Morgan and today I'm sitting down with coach Heather. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Well, I guess we can just start getting to know you better. Can you tell us about the current highs and lows of your season? Yeah, sure. I mean, there were, there were a ton of them. I mean, start off with, we ended our season losing to the number one seed in overtime. So oh. that was as emotional as it comes, you know. Mm-hmm. There were moments when, you know, we won some close games and and then we lost some some ones that we probably should have won but that that game I was so proud of our team and our effort and our execution was great we were locked in on our game plan and we were winning and we were ahead and there were just so many things that were clicking you could just feel it like you could feel their energy you could feel their enthusiasm it was it was amazing and then uh, it was like a bad movie uh bad break things you know and it it ended up we went into overtime and then you know we're staying up staying positive we made some big buckets then and had some open looks but and then after that not we had to go back home and it was to for for me to to have to sit in a locker room with a group of young women that played their played played their hearts out and and for it to end like that it was really tough but you know that's just the opinion. That's the game. There, sometimes it goes your way, and sometimes it doesn't. We early on in the season, we started off with like a few seconds left. It's our ball. Got to make a play. Got to execute. Drawn on the board. Situations we've been here before, and we were able to come through in those last minute moments. And you feel, and as athletes and as coaches, you're so excited. You're on top of the world, and then two weeks later, you're on the verge of crying, wondering what's going on and how do we should have done this, and you know. As a coach, I'm always, always asking what I, when looking, you always look at yourself. That's why you coach. I should have done this. I should have subbed here. How could I have been better? And, you know, we don't ask our athletes to improve and to self-reflect if we're not going to do the same. And it, it never, we try to say never too high, never too low, <laughs> but unfortunately it's a lot of highs and a lot of lows. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. And I feel like sports um, relate so much to real life. Like you learn so many life lessons through that. Do you feel like your team's been learning a bunch of those through this sport? Oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, we talk a lot about that. I mean, for me, that's what it's all about. Ultimately, these young women are given such an opportunity and us as coaches to, in our platform, but you learn life lessons and you develop so many skills that, that are transferable. And, you know, we're talking about as a season, the grind goes and I have some girls that want to be nurses and things. And like, you know, when you have a family and you have kids and you're working 12 hour shifts, like let's not forget how lucky we are to do, to do what we do and to be here. But those moments when things don't go your way, I was super proud. Our freshmen, after that loss, we had a almost a seven hour bus ride home and oh. they had to be, you know, you have to be in class the next day. And those are the moments that everybody's watching. Are you going to show up? Are you going to be there? And are you going to put your foot forward? And they were, and that's important. You know, those are life lessons when you get, when things don't go well and it's important that you show up and you're there and you're, you're committed to what, what matters and you're here for your education. And that, that to me was, you know, it's important, those type of things. And any opportunity we have to take a tough moment and relate it to, to basketball, you know, you might've made a mistake. 
mistakes are going to happen in life. But the most important thing is that you own up to it and you look in the mirror and you look around to those people and say, hey, I was wrong, but I'm going to take responsibility and I'm going to be better. And I think that's what the game does for us. It allows for so many opportunities for us to, to grow and to learn and, and to develop so many skills that can help us and help them and, as they grow in, into leaders of, of the future. Oh, I couldn't have even said that better myself. That was, no, that's awesome. I can tell you're a great coach that cares about your team. And I'm curious, like, what are some of, like, your team's main takeaways from this season to take to next season, I guess? Yeah, I mean, well, thank you. I do. I do care about them. I'm a big, I'm secretly a big softie, but, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those things that ex- everything matters. And I think as, you know, we have a really, we had a really unique balance of some older players that battled some injuries and some young players. And it's, you can't wait till the fourth quarter. Like there are times during the year, cause we can't, we had a few comeback wins that we waited till it was too late and we were capable, but we waited till it was too late. And I think that, you know, that one of the biggest takeaways is that you have to come ready from the beginning, you know, our preparation as I've been here and our, and our culture is changing and evolving and, you know, our emphasis on certain things is like every coach, you know, there's different ways to skin a cat and things that we prioritize. And, and for them, it's, it's, it's locking in and remembering that that first play that you didn't box out is just as important as the last play you didn't box out because two points are two points and, and all that stuff. And I think that, you know, Somebody once said to me, you don't, I've been a believer that you don't have to lose to learn lessons, but it's super important that you learn no matter what, if you're winning or losing, but there were some really some heartbreaking losses for us this year. And that's the biggest takeaway for for everybody, I think, is that, you know, you really have to be locked in no matter what point of the game it is. You know, we say it all the time and I think they can, they could articulate that to you, no problem, but to have lived it and for it to hurt, I think that's that's really what's going to, what they're going to remember and, and, you know, mentor the young players and remind them as we continue on our journey. Yeah. Well, no, and it's true. And it's hard sometimes too, because your team goes so hard in practice. It's so hard. And sometimes like I've played sports all my life. Sometimes records don't show the hard work that comes, but we can tell that your team is working hard and the effort that's going into your program. So yeah, thanks. They are, you know, we have a good group. We do. And they come in and that's the thing. It's just, it's we're in a unique time, really uncertain time now. But you know we have really good people, and it's oh. we're excited to be back whenever we can. And that's you know the people in the jerseys are the priority, absolutely. Oh, I love it. Well, I'm excited to keep seeing where your team goes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thanks. Me too. Yes. Me too. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm curious. How did you get to be a coach? Like, what brought you there? Oh goodness, that's a. I'll try to give you the short version. <laughs> no, um, you don't even need to do the short version. Just tell us about it. <laughs> You know, as a college athlete, I changed my major. I was education because my mom works in education then psychology because I love the, the human mind and motivation and all that sort of thing. And then criminal, ju- criminal justice. I was all over the place, but yeah. every, I was always writing down like matchups on my scouting report. And I went before a coach gave us our scout, I was like, maybe I'll guard this person or maybe she'll guard here. I was always just super invested and engaged in like, opponents their record the stats like trying to be just just really interested in it and the woman who recruited me actually coached a ton of camps and mm-hmm. everyone made fun of me because my, I took my evaluations very seriously you know wanted to make <laughs> yeah. sure that like it wasn't just I wasn't going to circle one through five I wanted to leave them feeling good with how they could get better and you know getting them a little candy bar or whatever I just I, <laughs> I loved it yeah. I loved it and I graduated and my one of my teammates the transfer and she was gonna be a, a student coach because she had she graduated I mean excuse me she exhausted eligibility but still had classes she's gonna be a student coach and 
we were still working those same summer camps. And she's like, why don't you coach? And I'm like, you're the, you're like, how am I going to coach if you're coaching? And she's like, I'll talk to my head coach and see what we can do. And she was one of those people that is one of those people that's just very charismatic and persuasive and, yeah. you know, calls her head coach right away. And, would you take Heather? And he's like, sure, but I don't have any money. And I'm like, oh, of course you want me to move to, to, so I can be your buddy and, and work for nothing. And she's like, no, we'll <laughs> figure it out. The volleyball coach needs an assistant. I said, well, that's great. I've never played volleyball a day in my life. And she, she said to me, if I get, if I get you an interview, will you, we just interview. And I'm like, of course, like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm 21 years old. I have no job. I'm, and this seems like it could be a, why not give it a go? So I don't know how this, this young coach took a chance on me, probably because it was late and she had exhausted options, but either way. So she took a chance on me and I took a job for $7,000 as a volleyball assistant <laughs> and, a, and a volunteer basketball coach. Packed up my stuff and drove four hours north with my family and my parents thought I was crazy. And the, <laughs> I was super lucky that both head coaches were very different. And they both took care of me and helped me like connected me with people so I could get other jobs and I ended up working at a school, waiting tables and being an assistant for two very dynamic and different um, coaches that, that took me under their wing and mentored me. And I wanted to apply to like be an assistant at Boston college. And I thought I would go to Boston university. I just had no idea that at, you know, at that age, at the level I played out with my experience that you didn't just become an assistant at like these high level programs. And they took, they helped me and like identify what I wanted and my philosophies and what matters to me. And I was super lucky that I got a, I got a head coaching job. Um, you know, I was, had some ADs take a chance on me and I became a, a, a head coach really young and then got some players that worked hard. I didn't really know much. I knew that you, I wanted good people that worked hard and, and because of that, those players made me look smarter than I am. And we, we, won, we won some games. And, and I was just really, I was excited to be there. I had no idea that I would, I never said, hey, I want to go coach Division One basketball. I just loved my kids. I loved being there every day. And we started winning. And then my, my AD brought me in. I was still 25 at the time then. And he said, Heather, it's time. I said, time for what? He's like, you, you, you've set school records here. You need to look for the next step in your career. And I was like, but no, we haven't done enough. Like my, my, my recruiting class is still young. We're, we're returning player of the year, you know, no. And he's like, just, just apply. And so I did. And then I moved on. I took my division three job then I got division two. And, and then, you know, both programs were, you know, needed to be rebuilt and we were able to, you know, we were able to do that. And once Wagner opened, it was an, I saw it as very, it was, it paralleled both programs I had been in, you know, there needed to be some positive change and, you know, some different things. And, you know, one thing led to another and ADs, if I connected with them or institutionally, my values aligned with theirs for whatever the different reasons were. And it was three, two, one. And now here we are, um, you know, but I've had really good staffs, really good players. Now I have two of my former players on staff now. So it's, it's really oh, it's wow. fun for me and for them. Like they're, you know, I have players with babies and they're married and this and that, and I've, that are head coaches. And so it's really cool. Just, you know, you do, you get to be part of their journey. They, they let you, they give you that opportunity to share in their growth. And, you know, when you get that phone call from someone who was playing for you saying, wow, I didn't understand or, oh my goodness, this stuff, like I'm going to do the same thing or that thing that I thought was so annoying that you made us do. Now I'm making my, <laughs> athletes, do it too. my athletes do it too. All, all my players say thank you to the bus driver or, you know, something silly that like at the time they probably rolled their eyes, but now they look back and they're reflecting, they're doing those same things. So that's pretty cool. 
I bet it's one of the most rewarding things seeing like your athletes um, take away things and apply it into their lives. So that's awesome that you've been doing that as a coach. Yeah, it's super cool. I'm really lucky like that. I, I love that's what I love about it. You know, you th- the wins and the losses that it's when you can sit around with them when they're done and graduate and they're telling stories like, remember when you did this? And I'm like, no, I don't. And they're like, I'm like, do you remember when you did this? And, you know, and how they're like, well, now it, how it transfers and what they're doing in life. And it's, it's really, it's, it's crazy to think how, how many years have gone by and how much time it just goes by so fast, but it's definitely, it's, it's extremely rewarding and I'm really grateful. Oh, I love that. Well, thank you. I love hearing coaches' stories and how they got where they're at. So thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, what are some of your most memorable travel experiences? Yeah. Um, well, as an individual, so I have Irish. I have a lot of Irish in my, oh, wow. um, in my background with my family. So when my grandfather passed away, my, he said he wanted us to take a family trip. That was a big thing. We were going to try to go while he was like on his way, but you know, it wasn't, just wasn't possible. So a few, a little bit after I went with my family, I'm the oldest, I have a younger brother, younger sister. So it was just the five of us. It was really, it was, you know, we got, I got to bond. I got to connect with my, my family, my siblings on a different level. Cause you, you know, there are no, you're international. So you weren't on your phone all, all the time. You know, I really tried to unplug as much as I possibly could. And I told recruits and my team, I'm going, I'm going. So like, it, they, you know, I could share on the journey after and I could be more present when I was there. And yeah, we, we saw the whole, we saw everything. We took a whole loop around the whole country. Like it was, wow. it was great. Like in, it's an experience that we, we still talk about to this day. You know, I've been to different countries and seen different things and, you know, done some personal travel, some travel with my friends, some travel with my teams in the past. But for me, like family is super important. And you know, when you get caught up and go, 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 and you want to win the next game and you want to get the next big recruit. And you, sometimes you can just sit back and be like, this is it. This, this stuff is super, it matters. It's super important. And they're, they've been my, they're my biggest supporters, my biggest advocates. My, they're, they take care of me in those moments, you know, when, when you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I was bad today as a coach. I need to be better. And they give their coach and the coach and, you know, I'm really grateful for those relationships I have with them, but it really, it was able to not only see wonderful parts of the world, but to strengthen that, that dynamic and those bonds with them. So it was, it was a combination of everything and to see kind of where my mom's parents grew up and all that. It was, it was a trip that I'll never forget. Oh, no, I love that. My, my family's from Amsterdam and so, um, and like Spain, places like that. And so I think it's, I just think it's so cool to be able to go places and see, new things and experience things with people that you love, you know, it's just a different experience than staying where you're at, you know? Oh, for sure. I mean, honestly, like we, if, if I could do enough, if I had another job that I wasn't coaching, I would be trying to travel around and be, you know, give references and say, this place is great. This one, it's, I think it's just, it's, it's so humbling and it's, it's so unique to see how different cultures are. And like, you know, we even here at Wagner, we bring in fellows. We brought in African fellows last summer and oh, cool. they would come and they tell their story. And it's just, so then they came, you know, once I found out they're on campus, I'm like, please come talk to our girls. And just like what they grew up with and how lucky we are, but there's just so much, we're just so small in the the span of how big the world is and there's so many beautiful things to see I love traveling so I could I could go off on that for a while (laughs) I feel that oh no I'm I'm glad we both have the mutual love of traveling so (laughs) absolutely yes that's awesome well what is one thing that no one knows about you Heather goodness um (laughs) I would if I uh I guess I would probably say is that I'm 
I'm a huge sap. I kind of alluded to that a little bit before. Like I cry, <laughs> I'll cry at a commercial. I mean, it's super <laughs> embarrassing. And only people that know me, if it's like a corny Hallmark commercial or a movie, like they'll look over and laugh because like, I just, <laughs> I'm, I love, I'm a, I'm a sap for a good story for like a, you know, whether or not it's romantic or it's motivation and like anything that's like, that, that's good, anything good. Or when people are doing good things or overcoming adversity and I'm, I'm, I start tearing up. So like when the girls would watch a movie on the bus and someone would be like, Hey, were you crying? I'm like, Oh, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so hey, that shows you have a good heart though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's the funny thing. Cause I'm all, you know, you're as a coach, you're so locked in and you're so, I'm so like, we got to get this done. It's got to get this done. And you know, you see, when you see a vision or you see something for somebody that maybe they don't see it themselves, you really want to, you want to help them get there or you want to execute that. And, you get people see that side and they're like, Oh wow, wait, you're actually a big mush in there. And that's, it's that it, what people that know me know it. And you know, there's a few that have seen it in action, but that's, I would say probably a big thing that if you asked a lot of people, they wouldn't know. Really? Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that. With us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's good to know. And we see out there. Coach will be like, okay, we know, we know. She's <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I love that though. Thank you. <laughs> if you're an athlete wanting to play for a team, or university yeah. in the future, what would your advice be to them as a player? Yeah, you know, there's so many things. Um, are they already on the team or are they, try, are they aspiring to make the team? Aspiring, yeah. Okay. I would say, you know, focus on what you can control and be your best self and find out what separates you. You know, I, I, no matter what you do like or what you're doing, you can – you can find a way to separate yourself. You could be small, but you could be the loudest. You could be, you maybe are not the best shooter, but you could be the best defender. I think when you focus on what you're good at and really emphasize that and then focus on being a good teammate and having a great attitude and manufacturing energy is, those things are skills. I think it's hard for young players to communicate and to be energy givers. And, you know, when I'm in a gym or I'm at a workout or I'm watching an AAU game and I see a team that has really great bench energy, I'm watching the team to see where it's coming from. And I bet if you did a study on those individuals, they're probably very successful because that's something that's difficult. And that's, again, something that's transferable in life, but it's, it's invaluable to any team, the ability to have great energy, to uplift others. You know, it's easy to be good when it's 70 and sunny, you know, and, and, and <laughs> but when it starts raining, what are, what are you going to be about? You know, I forget who said it, but everybody wants to be great until they know what greatness actually requires, right? Mm -hmm. So when you can come in and you can grind and those individuals that really want to put the time in and that are going to continue to do that through adversity and those people that are going to have great energy and focus on what they can control, I would, I'd go with them any day. No, I love that. I, I agree. Teams full of individuals that have to come together and like the strengths all come together to help make the team. So, yeah. And I think if you, if you have, you know, if you're committed to putting in the time, even though it's going to be hard and you're going to have, you're going to be mentally tough and overcome adversity and you're going to have great energy, the other stuff will fall in line, right? Like your skills will naturally improve. You're, you're committed. So you're going to get better. You know, I, I think that stuff is obviously you need talented players and things, but as an athlete, you'll have a good career and a good experience if you focus on those. And the last thing I would say is, don't let anyone ever steal your joy. You're always going to be challenged, whether or not it's injuries, coaches, officials, you know, something, God forbid, something like this happens, you know, there's, there's going to be something that'll happen to every athlete, but don't, you got to stay up. You got to stay resilient and stay with it. And 
on the other side, your moment always comes, right? Like, so if you're, if you're going and you're staying and you're staying resilient and nobody's stealing your joy, you, something will happen that that player in front of you maybe, maybe gets less minutes. So stay ready, stay ready in those sorts of things. I think all that stuff is, is super important. Wow. No, I love that. I, um, I played at a small junior college and my second day of three days, I sprained and fractured my ankle and oh. I, yeah, and I like, I learned that so high key. So I agree with that. I can totally agree with you. Yeah. That's so tough. Injuries are really tough. Yeah. Goodness. But it's learning to push through it. Like you said, <laughs> I yeah. love that. Like finding joy, even if um, adversity comes, you know, so I love that. Yes. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. I think, yeah. I think it's related. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's your next adventure in life, whether it be with your team or in your life, what's next? Yeah, you know, I'm in the one day at a time. We, we have these online coaching webinars that we've been able to go um, and watch. I shouldn't say go. We can't go anywhere. But <laughs> yeah. watching those, and I'm, I'm a big reader. I really, I actually, my family gives me a hard time that I usually am reading, like, sports psychology or, like, you know, some sort of basketball book. But I just, I got, um, I have a new book that is not becoming. So it's, it's you know. Michelle Obama. I'm going to try to venture out on non-basketball reading for a little bit and find a little bit of balance. But yeah. that's, um, if I had to say one thing I'd love to do, but didn't get into, it would be run the New York marathon. I found out that I didn't get in, but that oh. would be my next, that's my next personal adventure. Other yes. than just, just here, you know, one day at a time, we got a good group coming back. We're excited, you know, maybe add a few more to the bunch and trying to just get better, better every day and get a championship under our belt. Wow. Oh, well, I'm excited for your team. And thank you so much for letting us get a glimpse into your team. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yes. Well, thank you. And I'm excited to follow your team. Thanks for listening to the 35,000 feet podcast, where we chat with interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. Do you have a story that you want to share? Visit www.acanela.com slash podcast to share your story and be featured on our next episode of 35,000 Feet.